now when a person like that is telling you stuff you know it helps to realize that um, they don't have the exposure to the world that you do they have not had the privilege of progressiveness they haven't had that so from their point of view the world is it's that little well that only what they know is the right way that's what they believe and because of that they think that is the only way everybody should be living hello 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 welcome back to the feel good factor i'm susmita vignasaurus and i'm so glad you could join me here today again good to be back here last week i wound up my mini series about keeping your customers delighted while also maintaining your own sanity and joy it was a seven part series all about how to build really good relationships around your business while also ensuring your peace of mind and joyfulness through the process how you can feel good while also serving others and making them feel good one of those episodes dealt with handling free unsolicited advice when people give you business advice do this try that when they try to force all their ideas down your throat how do you handle them So I put a little clip from the episode on Instagram after I'd published it and I'd shared that okay this is an episode about handling unwanted advice and as conscious entrepreneurs how we can deal with it So my cousin Sudeepthi sent me a DM saying not just advice for entrepreneurs how do we even handle advice in general advice that people just shout down your throat how do you handle that <laughs> so i told her yeah you know when i was recording that unwanted advice episode though i was speaking from the point of view of an entrepreneur i was thinking uh, this is something that i need to expand on and create another entire episode uh, where it focuses on advice in general why people give them why you if you are giving advice why you would be doing it and how to handle it and stuff like that uh, to give you a little bit of a background sudeepthi and i are second cousins it's not like we grew up together or anything but whenever there was a wedding or a family function or something like that where everybody got together all the extended relatives ever since we were young kids i remember sudeepthi and i used to kind of gravitate towards each other <laughs> we'd hang out all the time chatting and somehow we had a lot to talk about or even more importantly now that i think back on it even if we weren't talking all the time we enjoyed each other's company even in silence and it was good and i think when you're in a sea of relatives right there's regressiveness there are people who don't really know how to mind their own business there's a lot of prying and all kinds of teasing and things like that in the midst of such a situation i think 
Sudeepthi and I, we recognized kindred spirits <laughs> in each other. More so as we grew up, when we reached our late teens or early 20s, more so because, you know, there are relatives around saying, oh, when are you going to get married? And, <laughs> you know, both of us would just snigger and like, just exchange looks with each other and be like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> when Sudeepthi said, she asked about how one should be dealing with unsolicited advice in general, I could immediately think of a bunch of people who I know, who she knows and who probably are the ones giving her the unsolicited advice. <laughs> and I know we all have uncles, aunties, people like that, right, in our lives who don't really know how to maintain those boundaries and they feel like it doesn't matter if they've seen you after five years or ten years they'll still come and say oh you should be living your life a certain way <laughs> the way I like you to be living my life and this is the way you do it I got to think of these people these people that Sudeepthi and I probably share and then create this whole episode to help everybody who has similar people in their lives Probably something uh, I say might help you through a situation next time you're faced with somebody just giving you all kinds of unwanted advice. You hopefully think back on this and realize that uh, not one, but there are two people who totally understand what you're going through and probably many, many more. <laughs> this is something that I've taken a lot of time to learn. Initially, I would get very upset or irritated if uh, somebody was just coming and giving me advice and I wouldn't be very nice to them <laughs> about it. Or I would be quiet and later like feel really annoyed thinking of all the ways I could have responded. I'm sure you, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You listen to somebody annoying, especially again, this happens with relatives or sometimes even with colleagues, bosses, whoever, people who can't who don't really know how to mind their business, they're everywhere, all around us. So you probably understand what I mean when I say uh, you are in a certain conversation and you listen to a person speak and then you go back home and later the conversation lives in your head for much longer than it should simply because you didn't deal with that situation in a way that you should have or that you feel you should have. And I'd like to clarify something here. Personal advice receiving or handling is very different from business advice receiving or handling. When you're running your own, when I say business, when I say the word entrepreneur, it applies to teachers, freelancers, anybody who's doing their own thing. Now, handling unsolicited advice at that point of time is very different because Honestly, you don't have the time to sit and listen to everybody's stories and everybody's advice. You need to cut it off uh, pretty quickly and uh, move on to something else. But when it comes to personal advice, we can give it a little bit more leeway in terms of how we handle it. We don't have to immediately cut it off or at least not in all cases. The first thing to do is consider the source, consider the person it's coming from. We don't have to dismiss all advice or reject all advice because there's a lot of good stuff out there that can be very, very useful to you. 
so who is it coming from how much do you know or respect this person how much do you value what they have to say you know these things matter so consider this and of course you know if it's not somebody you really uh, respect or it's not even that you don't respect them it's like uh, okay they're living their life but nothing about their life really resonates with me doesn't mean they are doing it wrong or you're doing it wrong or right or anything like that it just means that you live life you look at life you handle things from very different perspectives so when that is the case then of course you don't want to be sitting and listening to them and listen to their side of things or their points of view especially if it is kind of shoved down your throat when you don't want it so considering the source if it is a source you don't want to hear the advice from the next thing to think about or to remember is that they're probably coming from a place of love or a genuine concern some people may be just busy bodies their advice might be criticism you know veiled criticism and then it's like oh screw them they are not worth your time they have their own issues to deal with walk away but there are people who genuinely do care and they are worried about you and um, they might not have a wider perspective of the world or they might not have the exposure that you have had in life so when somebody like that is advising you it helps to remember that they are coming from a place of love even though they may not be right at all or even though what they say might not be a right fit for you at all because they're coming from a place of love it makes it easy for you to calmly breathe and handle that situation with a lot more uh, kindness and love than you normally would do consider that to keep in mind who the advice is coming from and where they are coming from when they share this with you this one uncle who i was still in my early 20s for goodness sake and every time he'd visit our house he would be like oh when are you getting married you're getting old and then he'd go and talk to my dad and advise him on how he shouldn't be letting a daughter so old in quotes be unmarried every time he would visit and leave it would be a guaranteed that i would get into a fight with my dad people are saying this so when are you going to get married blah 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 i'm going to look for a guy for you you know the, all the arranged marriage nonsense so when a person like that is telling you stuff you know it helps to realize that um, they don't have the exposure to the world that you do they have not had the privilege of progressiveness they haven't had that so from their point of view the world is it's that little well that only what they know is the right way that's what they believe and because of that they think that is the only way everybody should be living it's hilarious because uh, after i did get married and years later i bumped into him at a wedding he meets me and my husband and then immediately he's like when are you having a baby 
of course by then the way i handled things was very different from the way i would in my 20s when i used to feel the pressure i used to get angry and upset with him and like oh my god what's his problem but by this time i just laughed when he said when you're having a baby and i'm like oh we're just happy this way and then his answer of all things was but we should also be happy no <laughs> i just started to laugh and you know i kind of brushed it off and just changed the topic the difference between my early 20s handling of things and now was that by this time i had realized that i have the privilege of knowing that the completeness of your life isn't dependent on having a partner or having a child there's a lot more to life than that so those who choose to do so wonderful but those who choose not to do so excellent for them too and i'd already realized this so i didn't really feel any kind of pressure at that point of time i was very comfortable with my own choice and because of that it didn't bother me as much when he said <laughs> we should be happy too in fact it was so funny i just laughed and kind of brushed it off and i didn't think back on it well it serves as a great joke to tell people later on right about people's limited way of uh, looking at the world one way of dealing with advice is to laugh make a joke not laugh like in a cruel way <laughs> which you want to do but just like laugh it off in a very good natured good humored way especially if it is somebody who's uh, very strongly opinionated and they come to you trying to shove their thought their advice down your throat when you laugh it off when you brush it off it'll kind of throw them off because they are probably people who are used to giving advice to people if somebody so confidently comes up to you and just starts showering advice on you without being asked for it it means that they are used to giving advice to people and they're used to being uh, listened to most of the time probably so that's why they have that confidence to come and do this or the delusion <laughs> that they can do it all the time so when you laugh it off they are taken aback and it kind of silences them for a bit then deflect of course you know change the topic or make a joke you've established your boundary but you've done it in a very fun or light-hearted way or at least seemingly light-hearted way so that way the person probably won't bug you anymore and you also won't be annoyed or thinking of that conversation later except in entertainment <laughs> i mean years later i'm thinking of this conversation and it's entertaining to me still right so maybe in that form so it lightens the whole thing and makes it easier for everyone and you don't mess up the relationship or disrespect somebody just because somebody doesn't know how to mind their own business doesn't mean they're a bad person they might be a really nice person because in general this particular uncle i'm talking about he's actually good company he's fun he's sweet so he's actually a good person and enjoyable person to talk to except for the time when he's being nosy and you know giving you unsolicited advice so you don't want to mess up that relationship then you deal with it in such a way that you can deflect and joke and kind of uh, brush it off and here's the thing when you show confidence in your choices 
And when you're very clear and sure about this is what you want out of life, this is the way I've chosen to live. When you're very clear about those choices, then that confidence kind of gets infused into that situation. When somebody is confident about what they choose, who they are, the advice givers also feel a little unsure. It's easy to shove advice to the point of even bullying, shove advice down the throat of somebody who's unsure about themselves. Because they are unsure and then there's all this advice coming and they become a little bit more unsure, right? Like you become a bit uh, vulnerable. So when you ensure that you're not as vulnerable, then the power and impact of that advice giving that they're doing gets diffused, gets reduced. And that's a good message for them to not mess with you or, uh, you know, to not be that uh, condescending to you. Because, yeah, sometimes when you're giving advice to somebody and acting like you know what's best for them, what you're doing is being condescending, right? That condescension is something that kind of gets diffused because you're very sure of yourself. Another thing to do is uh, lightly shame them. <laughs> like, uh, Oh, aren't you full of enlightenment? Oh, you're so full of advice. Mm -hmm. Ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> kind of lightly shame them, not in a forced way, not in an angry way. And if you're in a space in the energy of confidence, and if you are understanding about, uh, you know, the advice coming from a weakness on the part of the person who's giving the advice, when you understand that, you become calmer. So at that point of time, you are able to control that flow of emotion. So you are able to shame them lightly. Because this is, if they are a little too pushy, then you do that, right? First, where you are trying to slowly say and deflect and laugh. But then if they are still pushy, then you go a little further and you'll be like, oh my God, you know everything. <laughs> you know? Shame them a little bit and make them conscious of what they're doing. Advice giving, automatic advice giving is kind of a sickness too. A lot of people who give advice, they don't realize they're doing it. They honestly believe they're trying to be helpful. They think they know better. They think they are helping you by doing that, improving your life by giving you that advice. And the sad part is that often people who are automatic advice givers, they link their self-worth to their knowledge, to their know-it-allness. And that is why they're sticking their nose where it doesn't belong and they're trying to give advice or trying to help because they feel like that's the only way that they have any value. And unfortunately, a lot of these people, they have lots of value otherwise, but they don't realize it. They don't understand it. And they think that their value is only in giving people advice. They don't realize they're doing it. So when you lightly shame them, kind of puts things in perspective for them, makes them realize, hmm, this is uncalled for. Probably I'm just giving advice, it's unsolicited. Do I do this a lot? Oh, oh my, I wonder. You know, these things, these things go into their mind and you're actually helping them. Of course, uh, beyond that, if it still goes further, you can simply say, 
I wasn't asking for advice on this matter. I wasn't looking for advice on this matter. Or worst case, just say nope and walk away. <laughs> if you can do that too, like nope. <laughs> All of this, if you do that with a laugh or a confident smile on your face, it's probably going to be more effective all around. <laughs> Finally, when somebody has certain traits that annoy you, like this free advice giving, ask yourself, do I have these traits too? Do I tend to do this sometimes? Because we can always see the fault in others but there are certain things where we don't realize that we carry the same fault too. For me, free advice givers have been an excellent reminder, a lesson that I shouldn't be doing it. And believe me, it's very difficult, especially for someone who's a teacher, coach, those of us who live our lives actually teaching people stuff or coaching people and guiding people. It's very difficult to not get into the default advice giving mode. When something like this happens, when I meet somebody who's just giving unasked for advice, it's a great reminder for me. It's like the universe telling me, hmm, watch out. You've probably been doing a bit of that these days or, you know, leaning towards that these days. So that's why the universe has sent you this message. So watch out. Don't do it. You know how this person is making you feel like they know everything? They are condescending, like they are second-guessing your choices, like they feel like you don't know anything, but they do. You know, all those minor feelings, it may not be major, but even in a minor way, if you're feeling all these things, that's the way you make people feel when you just happily give advice, you know, freely, without being asked for. So it's a great lesson. And feel that gratitude to these people who do this, because they remind you not to be that way. It's a great way to remember and catch yourself. Of course, uh, I'm sure all of you are like, all this is well and good, sis, but uh, look at you. This whole episode is you giving us advice. <laughs> the irony of that is not lost on me. But there's a very big difference between recording or writing something and publishing it on your own platform and allowing the right people to come find it versus you going and telling them things or shoving something down their throats. So if you have a tendency to be a free advice giver, automatically jump into advice mode. If you have a tendency to do that, then you are ripe to be a blogger, a podcaster, a teacher. <laughs> so that instead of going and shoving it down the throats of people who may not want it, who may not be ready to hear it, who may not want to listen to it from you of all people, all that is there, right? I mean, think of other people, how you feel about them, same way people can feel about you too. So instead of doing all that, start a blog, start a podcast, write your thoughts down or record them and publish them. And then the right people who your message is useful to will come. They will come. They will listen. They will feel that connection. And you've done your work. That's how you've done the good work. If you feel like um, your self-worth is connected to how much you're helping others, 
then this is a great way to do it. Of course, your worth, your value is a lot more than just that, than what you've achieved or than what you do to help others or then what advice you give others and how you help them improve their lives, all those things. You are worth a lot more than that. (laughs) You're freaking amazing. Explore those sides of you, all the other sides of you too. But also channel this tendency for you to share, to teach, to guide, channel it into your own spaces by creating, writing, recording. And then putting it out there in the world for people to come and find it. And it's tempting, I know, when you're face-to-face with a person, you share some perspective, some advice with them, and you see the difference it makes, right? And it's actually helpful to them, and you get that immediate response. That's all very tempting because of the immediate uh, validation, the immediate response you get. And uh, with a blog, with a podcast... That may not be the case because it's not like social media. If you see, I'm not telling you to go post on social media. I'm asking you to create your own space. And uh, when you do that, you will not get immediate response or validation. But that's okay. Always the right people will find you. And when they do find you, when they do read it, you will get a message. They will contact you. They will email you or send you a DM or uh, subscribe to your newsletter. (laughs) Segue into my newsletter, The Feel Good Tribe, which I talk about often in my episodes. You know, if you find this information useful, then you love my newsletters too. So hop on board, The Feel Good Tribe. The link is uh, posted in the show notes. But yeah, that being said, so that's a great way when people come, when they DM you of their own accord, when they share your information, share it with others of their own volition, when they they want to get closer to you within your circles, whether it's a community that you have or a newsletter like mine, you know, if you have any of those and they're coming and joining that. That's how you know that uh, your message is reaching the right people, where it's going to be valued, where it's going to be used. So I feel like, uh, yeah, you know, advice givers, everybody should be doing this. It just occurred to me that that would be a great way to handle unsolicited advice too. When somebody comes and they say, do this, do that, try this, try that, this is the way to live your life. You can just smile and say, hey, why don't you blog about it? Or why don't you start a podcast about it? (laughs) That would be a great way to handle it too. (laughs) I hope whatever I shared today has uh, resonated with you. And the next time you're in a situation where somebody is shoving unwanted, unasked for, unsolicited advice, thoughts, opinions down your throat, I hope you think back on what I've shared today, laugh to yourself, find the entertainment fodder as well as the lesson in it and then be very calm as you set your boundaries and laugh and step away from it. All right, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Feel Good Factor, you are going to love what I share in my newsletter. It's called The Feel Good Tribe. I send out emails once or twice a month. 
you'll receive stories from my life written in a conversational style designed to provoke your thoughts and serve you you can expect a wide range of topics across the emails some of which are simple practices for joyfulness mindfulness self care well being and slow living holistic business guidance for heart based entrepreneurs vegan recipes and cooking hacks tips to lead a super joyful vegan life manifestation visualization abundance mindset moon cycles and a bunch of other woo woo stuff <laughs> apart from that uh, i also include updates about my latest content i also share recommendations of inspiring content by other creators and authors which i've come across and which i feel like oh my feel good tribe's going to love this and i have occasional announcements about my workshops courses and new services to subscribe go to veganosaurus.com/newsletter that is v e g a n o s a u r u s.com/newsletter i can't wait to have you be a part of the feel good tribe Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Feel Good Factor. I'm Susmita Veganosaurus and I'm looking forward to talking to you again very soon. Bye.